broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. Well, how to do? Happy Thursday. Today's Thursday, right? Yeah. ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks. Uh-huh. Aaron Schachter hanging out with you guys. The Red Menace, Casey Kurtz on the one and twos. Let's go with you. Wiki Wiki. How you doing, man? Chilling, bro. Chilling. Excited for another day. I was going to say Brent Martineau out in uh, Atlanta. Not sure what the weather's like over there. It was really rainy here a second ago, and now clear skies. You love to see it. Blue skies. It's always weird when that happens, right? It was like end of the world storms, black skies, lightning and thunder. Really was. The creek looked like it was overridden. I was waiting for the alligators to come up. Amen. And now it's like 94 degrees, 300% humidity. Gotta love it. Do you though? Do well if you're inside. You do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're by the air conditioning, it's easy to love. True. If you're outside, it's kind of tough. Casey, you had a late night last night. Yeah, man, I was up. I was up late exploring uh, all the options Netflix has to offer. This is your first. Uh, this is your first foray into the world of Netflix, huh? Yeah, haven't been on Netflix since the high school days when, that's, some, when that's, somebody was paying. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of crazy uh, to never have Netflix, but I guess you had it before. Oh yeah, I had it back in the day when Star Wars or the Clone Wars was on it. Now it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean I have no idea about the Clone Wars stuff. Oh, it's, it's, a, not... it's a TV show that was on Cartoon Network. I get it. It's a cartoon. It's animated. It was a it was a world class program. It was made for kids at first, and then they started really just slaughtering some of these Star Wars characters and they decided to make it um, for adults now. It was a cartoon for adults and uh, it was really good. It ended abruptly and then they finally brought back the final season on Disney Plus that we all needed. I had Disney Plus. I watched it and uh, yeah, that's the last time I had Netflix. So you basically have all your streaming services with like stolen passwords. Am I getting this right? Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny. (laughs) We're on the radio in Jacksonville, man. There's police riding around listening. (laughs) So please don't Bust Casey for Come a on, stolen man. password. Come on now. They know, you know where I park out here. Netflix does say that they're going to start um, coming after people for sharing passwords. I'm kind of wondering how they're going to do that. Me too. They got a plan, though. You know they do. They spend billions on that thing. I thought it was interesting because uh, so much good content has happened over the last few years on Netflix, especially since the pandemic. I mean, they really stepped up the amount of money they were throwing into that thing and then obviously lost a ton of that money recently. It is true. Yeah, but, uh, there are a lot of good shows on there you probably haven't seen yet. Have you looked into any of these things? No, all I did was go straight to Manti Teo. Yeah, you watched the documentary, huh? I did. Untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist. She did not. Well, she did not exist. <laughs> no, I mean, she technically did. It's a wild story. It yeah. just wasn't what Manti thought it was. We'll get into it in a second, but I'm glad you watched that because I remember when that story was out, I was fascinated. Fascinated Same. by the story. You were probably too young, though. How old no, were you? No, no, no. Well, I didn't fully. How old was I is a good question. Uh, I was like 12. 2012, so I was 15. Yeah, okay, so you were right. old enough. I didn't realize, like, we'll get into it, but I didn't fully realize the scope of it. Like, I was 15, so it was funny that she wasn't real. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was on, like, the Today Show and, like, the lead story for the national news. Like, I didn't know it took And that's that. the thing about time and age giving you perspective, right? Like, uh, when you're 15, you're watching that, it's all comedy to you. Like, it exists to entertain you. And, yes. and you know what? I shouldn't front. It's not like it's just for 15-year-olds. I was... In my 20s, I think. Maybe even in my 30s. I forget what year it happened. I think it was 2012. Is that what it was? Yeah. Huh. I was uh, 32, I think. So Holy I my, cow. <laughs> I was in my 30s. I was 15, dog. <laughs> I was in my 30s, but uh, it was still like, it only served as like entertainment for me. Forgetting, I mean, you know, forgetting for a second that like people's lives are like significantly affected. Yeah, I didn't fully understand that until 
last night around 11 o'clock. But before, before we get to the Manti doc, I just want to run a couple of these by you because there's some really good stuff on Netflix. And since you're new to it, I have a feeling you're going to be uh, locked inside all weekend. I apologize, Amanda. You guys are going to be a little bit bored this weekend just glued to Netflix. But, what you got? Uh, uh, a couple of recommendations for you. Are you into the superhero stuff? Love it. All right. Umbrella Academy is a good TV show I've on heard, there. I've heard good things about that, but yep. of course I couldn't watch it before. Well, now you can. They I developed so. it, I think, from the comic book, but uh, I think you got three seasons there. You get some pen and paper. Um, a big one over the pandemic. I don't know if you're into comedy specials. Yeah, why not? Bo Burnham's Inside. I love Bo. Bo is the man. Bo was the When I was in fifth grade, Bo used to make me laugh hysterically. And I might be wrong about this, but I think he went to oh, a Florida college. I'm going to have to double check on this. But in any case, Bo is hilarious, and that's where that Bezos song comes from that was all over TikTok. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the special it comes from. Oh, burn him. But uh, Bo's got a ton of great stuff in there, and it's very unique, especially to the whole thing in his house, no audience, but it's just, it's, it's weird and very funny. I love You're Bo. into sports docs, you watch the Vance oh, Iteo doc. Yes. Uh, Last Chance You is great. And they got a couple of versions. They got a football version and a basketball version. I loved, like passionately, deeply loved that basketball Last Chance You. Somebody I know was on Last Chance You. Oh, I just great. don't remember who it was. Like, I guess I'll find out when I watch it. But somebody that, like, I know personally was on. And Last Chance You was great, and the Manti Teo documentary was great. But hands down, easily, easily the winner. My favorite sports doc on Netflix is that Danbury Thrasher's documentary. Yeah, this thing is so good as a documentary it could have been scripted. Just the documentary. Sometimes you watch a documentary and you go, oh, man, I can only imagine what the movie, how cool the movie will be or something like that. Got there you go. List. You're running it down. I like that you're writing the list. Yeah, man. But uh, that Danbury Thrasher's one is amazing. Squid Game took the world by storm, obviously. If you yeah. haven't seen Squid Game, where you been? Uh, I haven't Not seen into it. it? Uh, we talked a lot about it last year when Austin was here. He was very hooked. All right. So he was very hooked. I'll are put are it you curious? Down. Here's the thing, man. I'm not going to lie to you. If it involves reading, like the subtitles. You don't have to. You could do the dubs. Sometimes people don't like the dubs because yeah, it's bad acting. Yeah, I don't want to do the dubs. Like, I don't want the dubs, but I also don't want to read. <laughs> like, it's a problem. It's a proud product of Palmetto High School right there. Shout out to the 941, baby. You Respect us. Respect us. You don't want to read. You don't want to math. You just want to veg. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah. Stranger Things, obviously very popular. I never really got into it. Yeah. Season yeah. one was great. I bailed on season two. Never yeah, came back. I'm okay. You like uh, mystery, murder mystery, crime, that kind of stuff? Yeah, why not? Mind Hunter was great. Mind Hunter? Mind Hunter is, uh, I think, two seasons, maybe three seasons, but it was about uh, basically how the FBI developed psychological profiling of serial killers. But it's a drama. I like that. I like that. Drama. Uh, uh, comedies, last couple ones here. Yep. You got um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Very funny. I don't know if you watched The Office. Yeah. But uh, The Secretary After Pam. Uh, yeah. What was her name? Erin, maybe? Her name was Erin in the show. Yeah. Her yeah. real name is, uh, what is her real name? I forget. Uh, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper. Uh, this show is very funny. It's like just straight up laughs. It's, it's, there's not much else to it. Which, by the way, Ellie Kemper threw me off last night when I went on Netflix. Because no. she was on there? She, oh, because she's one of the icons? She's one of the icons. <laughs> and I literally thought it was the person whose name was the icon. Oh, no. I'm not going to incriminate anybody whose account I was on. <laughs> but when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's it. And I was like, no, that's Aaron. Yeah. Oh, wait. Huh? What? It threw me off. Oh. Orange is the New Black, very famous. It's done with. It's a female Heard jail. About it. It's pretty good. Uh, Amanda might like it. Uh, but I enjoyed it too. Bojack Horseman. I don't know how you are in animated shows, but this is an adult animated show with one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Will Arnett. Isn't uh, is that the one? No, that's not the one. It's also got uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad. Oh, it is the one with Aaron Paul. Yes, Aaron yeah, Paul. I like Aaron Paul. Very funny show, Bojack Horseman. And then finally, my favorite show ever on Netflix, Ozark. I've heard good things. Ozark, Jason Bateman, 
have a couple of other people in there whose names I'm forgetting. But basically, uh, Jason Bateman lives in Chicago, gets caught up in the uh, in the cartel, moves to the Ozark to launder money for them, and all hell breaks loose. I like it. By the way, Delphonic in the chat says Formula One Drive to Survive is good. Stop it, Delphonic. Uh-oh. Formula One documentaries? Uh, Come on. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. What are you watching there, buddy? There's so much going on on Netflix, and I'm sure, Delphonic, you got other streamers. You're relegating yourself to Formula One? You just lost us a, a loyal viewer in Delphonic. Well, Del should know better. All right, I got my list. All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, can we get to the Manti Teo stuff? Yeah. Because, and I was a little bit, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit hesitant to talk about it because it just came out last week, I think. So I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but like we were talking about before the show. Yeah, this is your chance, by the way, because <laughs> I got some serious things to say about the Manti Teo. If you haven't seen it and you want to watch it, one, it's not a fiction. You know what happened. Like, I'm not really going to spoil much. Yeah. But the sh- there's two parts of it where I was like, holy bleep, bleep, dumb button. Yeah. And I'm going to say both of those parts. So if you don't want to hear it, come back in five or 15. And, and, and this stuff is also out, by the way. Uh, we talked about it. I know what parts you're talking about. Like, it's out there. If someone has, like, been searching around, they would find it. But you're right. It, it might be a little bit of a spoiler if you're planning on watching it. It doesn't ruin the whole thing, but it is one of those holy cow moments. The first one for me was finding out what ultimately happened to the catfish person. But uh, we could start out at the beginning because, like we are talking about, you were in your teens. Mm-hmm. I was in my 30s. But it was a wildly entertaining story. Let's remind people basically what the story was. You got Manti Teo out of, geez, I don't even know. I think he was, I think he was in Hawaii. Hawaii, yes. And then got recruited to a couple of schools. He had a ton of offers. He was just like a, a beast of a linebacker. Yes. Growing up in Hawaii. And then he ended up committing to Notre Dame, which, which I guess was a surprise to a lot of people. He was supposed to go to USC. Even him. He said in the documentary he's mad about it. <laughs> I, I was like, what? I don't really understand that either. Here's yeah. a guy who gets recruited by like 20 schools and then decides to go to Notre Dame because he thought he saw like a, like a spiritual sign about it. Yeah, very religious guy. I didn't realize. But USC would have been a good fit for him, too, man. He would have done really well. He well would have found there. out quicker that the girlfriend wasn't real if he <laughs> went to USC because she was supposedly in California. Yeah, she was going to Stanford. Not Notre Dame. Yeah. So he might have cracked the code a bit earlier. But he might not have. Um, yeah, so so he, he goes to Notre Dame, and there's a, there's a huge fanfare uh, about his arrival. He gets there. Just the, the very first game he's in, he has a massive game. Like, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I guess he had already started connecting with this girl online. The early days of Facebook. It's true. And the beginning of it didn't really stick out to anybody. It was just a random person chatting them up. It wasn't It wasn't like they were having a sexual conversation or anything like that. It wasn't nah, even they were just flirting. like, what's good with you? Yeah, it's just checking in. And like, Manti, he seemed oblivious to the fact that anyone wouldn't want to like have a innocent chat. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you be suspicious about this in 2022 if some random beautiful girl DMs you on social media... Yeah, I'd be I'd be confused. You'd be a little sus about it. Now, he I is just a, delete it. He's a somewhat famous college football player, so so I don't know. Maybe he's he gets that kind of thing. Yeah. But in 2012, was that really happening? I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. So he keeps this relationship going with this girl, but it's 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 purely platonic. It is. They're just chatting. Yeah. There's no on like. Facebook. There's no flirting really. About, based on what they were saying, there's no like. You know, I don't know about you, but back in my day before I was married, you, you do a, a hell of a lot of flirting and instant messaging. It's real easy because you have time to think, True. right? Like when you're face-to-face on a date, you got to act in the moment. You yeah. got to be pithy and, and witty and all that stuff. And then online, 
Now you hide behind the computer screen. You got a couple of minutes. You can craft a good response. You can edit. You can delete before you send it. You know, All those things. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting that how innocent that relationship was at first. Yeah. I think that, like, my over, I don't want to give you this yet, but, like, J- just the point you need to know is, like, he's he's messaging this girl because, like, one, he wants friends. But, two, his you'll find out quickly through the documentary, Manti Teo's, like, goal in life is to help people. He, re- he really does come he across. He just wants to be nice and, like, help people. Yes. Like, that's what you find out. So he's messaging this person, and, like, he tells you, he's like, you know, like, she needed a friend, I needed a friend. So, like, I thought I could help her through the tough times. And I was like, all right. I guess I get it. I guess she said she was going through some stuff, right? I kind of yeah, forget yeah, what yeah. her situation was. I think she had like a, she claimed to have cancer or something like that. Well, yeah, she. So, this this is where the kind of things go off the rail. They do a good job of like explaining who Manti Teo is before. Yeah. Because for somebody that doesn't know the story, like they had to explain how great he was. Sure. And then, so you, it's going back and forth between the person that catfished him and Manti Teo. So there's no like secret here. You you know. It, when you're watching the documentary, you know what happens. You just have to get to the point. Yeah. But there's a point where the person that's in the catfish. His name was Ronnie at the time. Whose name was Ronnie at the time. Decides, I'm going to kill off the character for the first time. Right. So, so but we get there because uh, Ronnie says that Manti wasn't necessarily the first person Ronnie catfished. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of them. And there's a, of a, bunch of, a bunch of dudes. And it seems like... In the environment that Ronnie was growing up in, Ronnie wasn't allowed to pursue guys because he was a guy. Right. And uh, whatever culture was around him, it wasn't acceptable. And um, so he would catfish these guys. And then when they'd all want to FaceTime or video chat or meet up for lunch or go on a date, suddenly he would have to bail. Yeah. Delete them off the Facebook. Right. Of the girl that only had four photos that (laughs) nobody could catch on. So Ronnie sets up this fake account using some, you know, random friends' photos that he doesn't really even know. Yeah. and Random girl from school. And that's what, you know, Ronnie ended up getting Manti Teo with. But we come to find out that these days, Ronnie has fully transitioned into a woman. Yes. I forget what what the new name is. That is part of the shock value, by the way. What was the shock? That. Remind me. Part of it. Tell me. Just It threw me off. I didn't see oh, that part coming. the transition. Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think anybody did. They kept it a secret, at least for the documentary. Yes. But out comes, I don't want to say Ronnie because it's not his name anymore. I just don't know what the, I got to look up what the name is. Can you look this up for me while I describe it? In any case, Ronnie comes out now with the long hair and the long nails and the makeup. And then you're like, all right, clearly Ronnie has gone down a path here that is very far from the days of catfishing Manti Teo as some uh, high school high school boy. But in any case, the the noob, the catfisher decides that uh, this is getting too real because Manti Teo keeps asking to FaceTime. And every time Manti is asking to FaceTime, the catfisher is making up excuses and all this stuff. So the catfisher does decide to kill the character off. Remind me again how she killed the, uh, the character off. But N- it was- uh, Naya, by the way. Naya is the, the... So, yeah, so she's decided that they don't want to do the, the thing anymore. The catfishing. The catfishing. It's getting it's getting too much. And by the way, I think at this point, Naya, formerly Ronnie, had like significant feelings for Manti Teo. Yeah. She, she may have convinced herself she was in love with him. So before she died to the public, she died one other time because allegedly there was a car crash that she was like dead. And a, this is a crazy. Fake, a made up car crash. This is crazy. This is the part where you're like, what the heck is going on? It's a fake car crash. It doesn't exist. 
but it's portrayed that way because of the catfish. Then a new family member is brought in, still played by the same person, yeah. and explains to Manti, this is the situation, then gives the phone. Wait, 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 wait. Don't we we wait, have wait, to wait, keep wait. going. Wait, wait, wait. We've done this for 17 minutes. We have to keep wait, going. Wait, wait, wait. I know, I know. But you're, what, what I want to say is that Ronnie then Naya actually ends up playing multiple family oh, yes. members. Yes. So Ronnie at the time is not only playing this character, this catfish character, Lene, but she's playing Lene's brother, the father, the mother, the mother, the aunt. She's yes. And so the documentary filmmaker is like, well, wait a second. Like, would you use a voice changer or something like that? And then uh, Naya says to the camera, no, I just get into this headspace where I can change. It was so they asked to see it. So so Naya, right? Yes. Naya goes into the closet. She doesn't let the cameras in there because she doesn't want to show what her face and, all, and her emotions look like. But we get to hear it, and man, like I wasn't able to tell. Were you able to tell that was a guy? Not really. Or a, 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 a male voice? Not really. It was crazy. It's a, it's a wild thing. But back to that point, this non-person is dying and they do sound effects, or the catfish person does sound effects, to sound like somebody on life support with the breathing. <laughs> with the breathing tube, yeah. And then Manti Teo would talk, the, the real Manti Teo, would talk to the uh, the catfisher who everyone, who Manti thought was dying, wasn't really dying. And then she would do like this sound effects thing. And then somehow Manti Teo, if you watch it, Brings her back to life. That's how it's portrayed. That she basically is on the fake life support, and Manti is just telling her as she's about to die, I'm here with you, I'm here with you, I'm here for you. And then the catfish character, Lene, who's really Naya, yeah. who used to be Ronnie, yes. <laughs> goes, Manti. And then suddenly she's risen from the dead. And he believes the whole thing. And time out. Because she was risen from the dead championship week for Notre Dame in a bowl game. And he had already come out and told everybody in the media his grandmother died on the same day Yeah, as this girl had her accident and passed away. And now she's telling him she's back to life again. Right. And he's like days away from, uh, I don't, was it the national championship? I yes, forget it which, was. The national championship. Yeah, and then it all hits the fans. Like, how do you go to the media and say, yeah, I know we have this really important national championship game going. But also, yeah. That wasn't real. This weird girlfriend thing is happening. You can't do it. Yeah. And the crazy thing is Deadspin breaks the whole thing. It's just a wide open. It's just a wild thing. Like, the whole thing's very confusing. And then as the season goes on, like, Manti actually meets Ronnie in person. Oh, my God. But doesn't know... Because it's it the 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 girlfriend who doesn't exist is on life support. But he but thinks Ronnie's the cousin. Yes, he thinks Ronnie is the cousin yeah. of Naya. Yeah. It's crazy. It's definitely worth a watch. Especially if you lived through it and you were curious about it. What did it leave you feeling uh, as we wrap this up? Because we gotta go to break here soon. But so here's what I've boiled it down to. If Manti Teo was not as religious as he was, none of this happens. Because how I take away from it is he's super religious and he was like trying to help as many people as he could coming back to that. And if he wasn't in that religious 
spiritual space, space. Yeah. he wouldn't have been interacting with this person to the point where he brings her back to life <laughs> from a car crash <laughs> and then is like working her through cancer that she didn't actually have. So what I'm getting at, he's not trying to play this overarching character of like saving people. Yeah. He doesn't get caught up in this. Okay. I think. But I don't think he was trying to do that. I think this was just the fiber of who he was. Like he's, he was just a, I remember watching Manti Teo in 2012, 2013 and all this breaking down. And I said to myself, well, you know, maybe he's just dumb. Like maybe, yeah. like there are people who are smart. Maybe he's one of these guys who isn't. He's just a big guy with no brains. But you come to find out he's not dumb. He's just... He got played, bro. He's nice and naive. He's way too nice, yeah, is what happened. And to his point in 2012, like, who was talking about catfishing? Apparently nobody. No they one got really. I mean, I mean, the catfish TV show was kind of a thing, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing yet. Yeah. Adults didn't really know about it too much. And the other part of this is there's so much of this. They got the, she got, the catfisher got the parents too. Because the catfisher got, got Manti Teo's parents. would talk to Manti Teo's parents as different family members. And they bought it. Everybody believed Everybody it. Everybody bought it. Manti Teo is calling his cousin going, hey, I see on Facebook, you know this girl, is she legit? The cousin's like, oh yeah, I know her. Other friends, hey, you know this girl, is she an okay person? They're like, oh yeah, she's fine, we know her. Like, how else do you verify? And, and also, I got to give props to Matt Masters in the chat, he's correcting us, he's right. She actually, she didn't die in the car accident. Yeah, she comes back from the car accident. The breathing tube was from the car accident. Yes. And she dies of cancer. She dies of cancer, And then yes. comes back to life so that's, after dying of cancer. And that's the big shock value part of it, too, right? Oh because she calls Manti and is like, hey, it's me. I'm not actually dead. After he plays a whole season for her as dead. And Manti is like, all right, you need to send me a picture with the date. Throwing up the whatever this sign is. It was the I love you sign language. Yeah. Sign. Like throwing up this sign and smiling with like well lit. And obviously the catfish person couldn't have done this because it's not them in the photos. Right. And this is the part that I lost it. It's the end of the first episode. <laughs> the picture comes through. Yeah. The Ronnie hits up the person's picture that he's using to catfish. Yes. And the lady does it. He explains it's for, like, a dying kid or something. Yeah, she had no idea. To get the picture, and she does it. She throws up the sign. She holds up the date, and they send the picture to Manti, and everything breaks loose. Oh, my God. Just a, That's what I lost. It. A crazy roller coaster, and I keep trying to put myself in this guy's shoes going, all of, like, forget for a moment that you've got this craziness going on with a girl you think you, you might be in love with or really care for, but you've got the national championship with Notre Dame you're being interviewed on, like, Good Morning America, national TV. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, your real-life grandmother, who you love, died a Actually couple of days died. ago. Yeah. Like, how much more stuff could happen to this guy? Yeah, as well. Crazy. And he still kept it together. I mean, he had a bad game, but he, yeah. he kept it together. It's a good documentary. It's great. I'm it's, glad I watched. it's a wild ride. Highly recommend That's it. That's pretty much the cliff notes in 25 minutes of radio that I'm sure everyone was excited <laughs> to hear. Um, but... You know, you should definitely watch it and kind of connect the dots that we gave you there because it's wild. I it's thought crazy it was story. a great talk. Yeah, great it, talk. it was really good. Hey, man, coming up next segment, I'd like to uh, bounce some talk questions. Talk about sports? I'd like to bounce some questions about AFC, running back, AFC South 
running backs okay. off of you. I want to talk a little fantasy with you here. Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690. Aaron Schachter and the Red Menace in. Brent Martineau going to be with us around 4 o'clock from Atlanta to recap the Jags practice and get us ready for uh, upcoming game day this weekend. We'll be back in a second. Harrison and, and Tony Dungy, they both retired the same year and, and uh, Reggie and Jim, you know, Reggie was uh, was our, you're going to be our one and then um, Jim Caldwell was now our head coach and, uh, you know, people were like, oh, there's going to be this significant fall off from our offensive perspective, kind of blah, blah, blah. And the truth is, um, great quarterbacks will find ways to find and it, it, it may not be producing the same numbers as a guy like Marvin Harrison who knows the Hall of Fame but this will be no different for these guys. Well, clearly they're talking about the Colts and Peyton Manning, but uh, who is doing the talking? Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday. Saturday. Offensive lineman. That voice you heard in the background right there is Brent Martineau, the host of Action Sports Jacks right here on ESPN 690. Aaron Schachter with Casey Kurtz. Brent, now live from Atlanta. Brent, the whole world has been waiting with bated breath. I must have answered... 470 emails last night. Did you get your underwear? <laughs> I come to you from Flowery Branch, Georgia, <laughs> with fresh, clean, brand new. There we go. Adidas underwear. Way to go, buddy. Not only to the disappointment of now. Yes. Now, if it makes you feel better, I had to go to the store and old stinky ones. Oh, man, doesn't make <laughs> us feel any better now. Listen, your uh, your old radio mate was just on the radio the other day confessing to trying on clothing without underwear on when he goes to the store. So I'm not I think surprised. you did one better. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good. I don't know. You know, when you get that fresh haircut, you oh, feel yeah. good, right? Oh, yeah. Now I got this fresh underwear and feel pretty good about myself. But I will say You must that, not change your underwear that often then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more haircuts than new underwear. Uh, underwear's expensive. Well, it depends Are on you the brand you buy. But sure. I only got six pairs. I just rotate. Listen, <laughs> when I was making really good money, I was buying $16 underwear. You're lying. $16 a pair from What's Mac Weldon. What's wrong with you? Mac Weldon underwear. 16 bucks. 16 God, I bucks. Think I, I think I, what I did is I was I went to Kohl's. That was the closest store I could find today. I like Kohl's. And uh, so I did like the buy one, get one half off. Okay. So I ended up getting like eight sets of underwear for, I think it was in the 40s. Nice. So what's that? Like six Wait, bucks? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little less than six. Yeah, that's not too bad, right? No, I mean, that's great. It's high quality stuff. I'm not going through to the. Oh, little I doubt that. But that's bike. okay, man. Six bucks, five bucks. We'll is add five. them to the list. People that'll never sponsor the show. Fruit of the Loom. Definitely like not high quality loom. underwear, but I get you, man. I see how it's going. I've graduated, but now the question was: Did you go Nike? Have Nike underwear now? Do you know that they have Adidas? They have Jockey. They have Hanes. Hanes is always a good, good. Uh, they make a. I think I'm rocking with Hanes right now. Unconfirmed, though. I feel but like little kid underwear to me. Hanes didn't have the buy one, get half off. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. So I had to go where the sale was. Yeah, yeah we all know, the, man. You're recovering from that credit card bill. so and so, Still I haven't like, well, paid me that five bucks. But this is where they get you, though. This doesn't make sense, and I'm actually wrestling with this while I'm at Kohl's. With new underwear on or old ones? Well, so so currently I had the old ones, and I'm looking for the new ones and shopping. And I'm like, first of all, I don't need a lot of new underwear. I just did it when I forgot them on the last trip. Sure, sure. Right? And I already so you had just, some underwear. You just replenished. I see what you're saying. So I'm just replenishing and switching house. over. Yeah, now I have a lot of underwear. Separate drawer just for uh, underwear. Oh, I already had that anyway. But yeah, so, um, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, here's 
I'm thinking right now it's better off if I do the buy one, get the second set half off. And they're like a box of four each. But, but like, why am I spending this? I still have to spend some like $45 instead of like $32. Yep. That's why they get you. That is. Like I feel like it's a deal when I spend $13 more than I went in there to spend. Exactly. You're saying thank you for the punishment. <laughs> So anyway, was Marcel with you when you did this? Like, was he helping oh, you no, pick no, out? No, no, no. no. <laughs> what a great piece of video content that would have been, though. You and Marcel go to the store to buy you underwear. Hey, Marcel. Yeah, I hold up. Like, do you think? Uh, do you a, think these work? C. Yeah. Marcel, how do I look in Z? <laughs> yes. Has anybody ever gone to Kohl's and gone to the changing room to try on the underwear? <laughs> Probably not. With a friend. <laughs> it's some sort of TV camera to document the experience. Call it doubles. Absolutely. Okay. Off the rails right away on a show. I, I literally. To Flower Branch, Georgia, everybody. I had to run up to the town center today. I broke my belt going to the bathroom today. Oh, that's interesting you said that. I got a belt while I was there because I'm, my belt's on its last life. What yeah. else did you get, Brent? That was it. That was, I actually. I know I actually, usually do graphic tees, two for 22. <laughs> I, nah, I know. I've done that before. But I used to shop in Kohl's a lot, and I'm like, I don't need anything. But I'm, a, I'm hard on my dress shoes, too. And I kind of do need new dress shoes. Mm. And I was like, oh, those are kind of cool. You know, they had the sneakery-looking dress shoes now that everybody wears. Oh, um, and I'm cool. You know, I'm hip, so i got to be like everybody. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I kind of like these. But they were, I think they were like 100 bucks. I said, that's a little steep for Kohl's. Oh, and yeah. Steph probably has all sorts of, like, Kohl's cash. You know, they do that. Oh, thing. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they're trying to get you to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's probably got coupons like crazy. And she, if I bought those, she'd be like, are you kidding me? You could have bought those for, like, 40 bucks. I give you a spoiler yeah. alert, folks. Uh, if you want free Kohl's cash, buy something on Amazon you don't want. Return it at Kohl's. They give you a coupon when you return something. Look at oh. you just breaking the system. Sure. Oh. Cheating. There you go. I like it. Very good. All right. Uh, I, sorry to interrupt your show. <laughs> We're going on 36 minutes, zero sports. So I let's did. keep it going. Well, look, Man, 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 sports, Man, I needed the underwear update before we did anything else. You weren't the only one. I felt like tweeting it out, but then I held it for the show. Good. Thank you. Exclusive. I appreciate it. It's exclusive. Because it is important for us to break the news here. <laughs> Uh, such a good topic yesterday, and here we are again today. What are you talking about? Well, we were just about to talk Not about some uh, fantasy questions for AFC South, running backs specifically, because it seems to me that in all the teams in the AFC South, the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, the Titans, there are all some questions around the backfield, even on the Colts, where you got a guy like Jonathan Taylor who's expected to have another monster year. There are some narratives and questions there. So I figured we'd go through these, and I, I wanted to get Casey's take. And now your take, now that you're here Ugh. on some of these things. And we can start like at the well, Colts. Lead us off. By the way, when are the fantasy drafts? Is that like this weekend or next week? Hey, <laughs> glad you brought it up, Martino. Why don't you tell your sports staff? Because none of them have joined. Not Marcel, not Liv, not Stewart. My people have joined, Aaron Schachter. I mean, you joined against all odds, Martin. No, I know. It's unbelievable. Justin Kuzart, he's in. Yeah. Brian Middleton in the league. Where is the Action Sports Jacks television crew? Did they not late. check their emails? First of all, I get a lot done today, so I did sign up, and it's obviously pretty apparent that uh, they must be working harder in TV than radio. Oh, yeah. Because all the radio all guys, the radio guys are in. <laughs> hey. I'll only only the on. radio guys have a three-hour show a day. Some of us have a four-hour show a day. Okay, I love Aaron. I love how Casey. You now are owned by Casey. My guy is my guy. Aaron, 
did it. <laughs> just, yeah, you know? The people that I recruited are done in, in the league, and the people that I invited on your side haven't done anything. So yeah, let's get to this it. Is just, this is just a complimentary ad, and they can't even sign off. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, are they this weekend or the next weekend? Or Usually mixed. fantasy drafts are after the last preseason yeah, game. Yeah, we'll do it at the end just in case. You want to wait until every game has been played, just to, every injury opportunity has been had, and then as late as If you could, you would have your draft three minutes before week one started. That's the plan. So as late as you can people. schedule it, yeah. Do your homework. All right, take us here. Where are we going? All right, so we're going to go to the Colts first because Frank Reich was out there, and he made a comment that I thought really raised the flag to me. I'm one of these guys who likes to go wide receiver heavy. I'll, I'll take a, a star running back early in the draft, but especially in PPR leagues, I feel like you can usually find pass catchers later in the draft who aren't the lead backs who can get you some points. And so when Frank Reich said, if I was a fantasy owner and I was going to be in a fantasy league, I think I'd pick Naeem Hines this year. It really stood out to me. Obviously, he's got Jonathan Taylor on the team. And on the first hand, you could be going, oh, maybe this is internal PR to make Naeem feel good. Because chances are it's going to be like maybe a low snap count. You got Jonathan Taylor in front of him. But then when you think about it, you got Matt Ryan taking over at quarterback. Naeem Hines has in the past been used to catch passes out of the backfield. Is this going to be an increased part to the offense this year? Is there smoke to that fire? I mean, is there fire to that smoke, really? Yeah, Casey would probably be better answering this. But, I mean, to me, I think Hines has the capability of, at least until he does it, let's call him a poor man's Eckler from uh, the mm. Chargers. Mm-hmm. How do you like that, Casey? Not great, but I will, <laughs> I, you know. I uh, like it, Brian. I think it's a good take. Uh, I don't. Austin Eckler's <laughs> one of a kind. But <laughs> Well, he's not saying he's going to have Eckler's same numbers. I understand what he's saying. I understand what he's saying, but here's what I'll tell you. Naheem Himes, I don't care what Frank Reich says. I'm drafting him late if I'm drafting him at all, and that doesn't change either way because he's the guy you like to have on your team. He occasionally brings a punt back. Right, So you do occasionally get some points from him. He's a good guy to have on your bench just in case something happens with Jonathan Taylor. But just because Frank Reich is trying to tell me he's going to use him more, which is obviously cap, you don't tell your scheme before the season. You don't tell him the X factor, the playmaker, if it's Naheem Himes. I'm drafting him late either way. You think it's it's smoke. You don't think it's fire. I think it's smoke. His current ADP is 126. That's accurate. So you're taking him around the 12th I'll take him at 125 and make everybody happy. (laughs) So, Aaron, let's do a little interview. Interpretation game here. Okay. How do you interpret what uh, Casey just said? It's obviously cap. That means that Frank <laughs> Reich is lying. That's what that means. <laughs> okay. I can sure. translate for you, but so, I have kids. I have young kids. Oh, no, very good. Yeah. That's, that is so what I meant. Cap is lying. Cap yeah, is lying. No cap, cap is true. <laughs> yeah, and then if you're good. really obnoxious, you point to your uh, inner elbow when you say no cap. It's true. Yeah. Why is that? Don't ask me. I don't know that much. Let's keep going. <laughs> I just know that's what they do. Continue on. All right, we can move on to the Titans. The other team expected to uh, be towards the top of the AFC South. Not as big a name as Naeem Hines. Not that Naeem Hines is such a big name. But uh, you got to give it to Dontrell, uh, Dontrell Hillard on the Titans. who's really making a name for himself. Significant upgrade over last year's Derrick Henry handcuff, Jeremy McNichols. I actually ended up picking up Jeremy McNichols last year, and it was a disaster for me. So now you got Hilliard there and rookie Hassan Haskins. Uh, Casey, do you have an idea of who you would look at for the handcuff over there on Tennessee, or even if a handcuff is necessary, or do you believe Derrick Henry is going to ride you out to the finish line this year? Uh, 
I get, if you're drafting Derrick Henry, you have to draft, what's his name, Hilliard? Hilliard, yeah, Dontrell Hilliard or Hassan Haskins, either one of no, those two guys. No, not, Haskins is the guy from Michigan, right? Yeah. No, absolutely not. I remember from Shock Your Mock, he's extremely slow. Yep. So I will not be drafting Haskins. Um, yeah, I'll draft the, the other guy at the very end. That would and, be my, my handcuff. And, Brent, I realize you can't predict injuries, but looking at running backs, the small window they have for dominant years, you're looking at a guy like Derrick Henry. We want to see him successful as much as we don't like the Titans. Derrick, a product of Jacksonville. But you got. it feels to me like if you're drafting Derrick Henry high, you need the insurance policy there. Yeah, I would say so, but I don't think that makes McNichols' value that great. I think you're going to go in a lot of other different directions. I, I'm not – I think McNichols can do some nice things, but, like, I would take Hines way before – McNichols. Sure, makes sense. And I'm not even looking at numbers, but that's the way I feel, and that doesn't always mean I'm right. But I, I just feel like Hines is a is a way more dangerous player and could be leaned on maybe even more than McNichols, in my opinion. I heard he's going like second round, Brian. I want to snap that up. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go south and west of Tennessee to Houston uh, because right there, you you don't really know what the Texans are going to do in that backfield. They got a real mess going on there. You got uh, fourth-round rookie Damian Pierce. He rushed for 49 yards on five carries. Uh, in one of their last games, uh, exhibition games. But then you got Marlon Mack back there and Rex Burkhead. By the way, both of those guys and another guy whose name I'm forgetting right now, they rushed for 33 yards on 13 carries against the Saints the other week. So what are we doing there? Are, are you even looking at a running back on this team? Or are you too scared to really take anybody but maybe Brandon Cooks on the Houston yeah, Texans? Pierce is a great flyer pick. I mean, I think a lot of people will pick him at some point in later rounds. Don't you, Casey? Uh, I mean, no, if you're going to try to pick him in the later rounds, no, because he'll be gone. Uh, he'll be their starter by week four. He'll be very good. He's going to have extreme value catching the football as well. It's pretty much all he did at Florida. They wouldn't run him for some reason. He's going to be good for the Texans. He'll be the starter sooner rather than later. I'm picking him earlier than late rounds because I'm an intellectual. So does it not scare you off that Houston ranked dead last in red zone drives last year? I mean, he's not going to have unless they significantly step forward. He's not going to have too many opportunities for big, big point games. Nah, give me six catches, 40 yards, give me 70 yards rushing. We, I, all right, that is flex. All right. I mean, sure. like, he's not going to be RB1 or two, but if you're flexing him, yeah, I'm with that because he's going to have catches. There's no doubt. He'll get into the end zone. He's the type of guy that'll break one. Yeah. I think the ceiling, by the way, like we talked about this with the Jags, right? The James Robinson, ETN, that duo could be the best in the division, which is hard to say because, right, you have right now Taylor and Hines probably take that. And just Henry on his own, and obviously Houston you can leave off right now, but it's a it's a fantastic running back division. And I think if James comes back to be the guy he's been and ETN is who we think he is, you really have a chance to be the most dynamic running back room. Uh, but but that Indy one is darn good now. Don't sleep on that, and I'm not dismissing them. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor is uh, top of the league, top of his game for sure. But you're right, ETN... James Robinson, that could be a formidable duo, and obviously that's a lot of what we're going to talk about moving forward, not just here today, but for weeks to come on the show. We're going to go to break now. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, though, with Brent Martineau out of Atlanta. Happy to have him back. Red Menace, Casey Kurtz, fresh off a Netflix binge last night. It's true. It's <laughs> so true. proud of this guy, finally embracing Netflix. I do what I got to do. Of course, I'm Aaron Schachter. We'll be back in a couple of minutes right here on Action Sports Jacks. Hey, hey. I think it's up to Kyle Shanahan, who is one of the best play callers 
in football, make sure you put him in a position where he can have some success early. Because, you know, he's no different than us. We have a couple a couple of things that, that go our way early on. We're going to start to feel good about ourselves. We're going to settle in, and we're going to do our job better. So I, I think it's important for him to leave this game tonight knowing that he's ready to go for the season because the 49ers are a team that, quite frankly, uh, they have Super Bowl aspirations, and they're not going to let a quarterback who is inexperienced derail those. So Trey Lance has got to come up and meet everyone else at their level of expectations. I think he can do it, but we just haven't seen enough of it yet. That's Booger McFarland, and I'm not so sure I agree with what he said there. They might have Super Bowl aspirations, but I don't think they're getting off the Trey Lance train anytime soon. I mean, they're going to be patient with him in the early going. Now, maybe somewhere down the line you need to rescue it because it's bad and Jimmy G's still on your roster, so I can see the sensitive, but there will be no rush to that. Uh, you guys agree there? I mean, Trey Lance is going to get some rope, don't you think? Oh, yeah, at least this year and next, right? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, see, in this season, like, I get what he's saying. Like, they have a really good team, so let's just say he struggles, and now we're six weeks in the season, and they're like two and four, and he's not really playing well, and you have Jimmy G sitting on the bench. Isn't that hard to not go? Um, like, I don't think that's going to be a three-game sample, but I think in a six-game sample, when you start falling behind the, the Super Bowl champs and the Rams and Arizona and all those other teams, I mean, maybe maybe you do kind of panic a little bit and say, hey, we got this guy that's taken us to a Super Bowl and almost to another one. Uh, maybe we should play him. I mean, I can't. I, I can't believe Jimmy G is still on this roster, to be honest with you. They're but he just, is. They're begging for a quarterback controversy, and I understand they're not in a rush. They don't have to be, but... I mean, they're just leaving themselves open for, for very much for a quarterback controversy, which could derail a whole season. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Casey, what do you think? You think they could they could do an about turn there? No, Trey Lance, Les Dance. That's their guy. You're yeah. going to ride with him. Jimmy yeah. G will not be on the roster week one. You guys Mark say you got to ride with him, and we'll see about that, Casey. You still have time, right? Over Labor Day, I always think it's a critical time for some moves to be made, so that could happen. And then you also have the trade deadline going into early October, and we'll see who's healthy, who's not, who's willing to make a move, what they're willing to give up or get for him uh, if they just want him out of the locker room. But you know, the bottom line here is sometimes the you know we talk about fans that might call for a Kenny Pickett or hear like a Ritter, you know, if they want to see them because they're unknown. But you also got to consider players and who they want to play for. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's the key. Like, if San Francisco, they really think they're as good as they think they are, and the kid's not coming along fast, you could get some veteran leadership that's like, listen, we think he's going to be good, but now's not the time. Let's go ride with the guy that's won us a lot of games here. It makes, I can see that happening. It makes sense, and that's sometimes how it happens. But it feels like Trey Lance has barely had the opportunity to be on the field, much I'm less saying. given a chance to to mess it up. I will say to Booger McFarland's point, uh, last year, I don't have the data for this year, but last year the 49ers were the fifth oldest team in the league. So you want to talk about a window. I mean, that's yeah. a shorter window than most. That's a good point. Uh, hey, from uh, Flowery Branch, Georgia, where it might get a little rainy, so I had to get a tent over us, but uh, things have wrapped for the joint practices. Lower key day today, uh, and a couple of things to note. Devin Lots Lloyd, of questions, he's gonna make, man. He's going to make an NFL debut on Saturday, right? And I think Lloyd's a big story here. Uh, Darius Williams continues to play and get back in the fold. I don't see him playing on Saturday. We don't know that yet. Doug Peterson didn't shed a lot of light on playing time for other people, but I can't imagine Williams plays. And then the kicker situation. You wanted the answers yesterday. I didn't have them. I got them today a little oh, bit. Come on, guys. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. 
Hold that phone call to Matthew Wright. Nah. We'll be back. <laughs> Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 from Stop the Action Falcons Stop joint clowning. practices. Flowery Branch, Georgia. <laughs>